It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder, we're going to tell you exactly how bad the Oklahoma City Thunder loss was to the Washington Wizards. There was something that happened in last night's game I didn't even notice because the Thunder as a whole played so pathetic. In segment number one, we will hear from Billy Donovan on why the Thunder lost the way they did. He'll also talk about Terrence Ferguson's defense and Billy will give us a little bit of insight on what the Thunder have to do on a night-to-night basis in order to win. There is a game plan that the Thunder have to follow every single night, and if they don't follow that game plan, more often than not, they come out on the losing end. Billy will explain all that. In segment number two, Scott Brooks will tell us just exactly when he knew Steven Adams was special. In case you have forgotten, Scott Brooks used to be coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and a damn good one at that. And he was here when Steven Adams was drafted. And there was a particular moment during Adams' career where Brooks realized just what kind of player Steven Adams was going to be. We'll let him tell you about that. Also, Scott Brooks will um, give us a little insight into Thomas Bryant. I thought Thomas Bryant was going to get schooled last night by Steven Adams, but but instead Thomas Bryant... Bryant, along with a couple of other members of the Wizards, did the schooling themselves. And we'll get an update from Billy Donovan on Alex Abrina's status. And then finally, we'll hear everything Russell Westbrook had to say after last night's game. And I'll tell you why there was something that Russell Westbrook did that was still important to the team, 
even though it wasn't very celebrated. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I've been lucky enough to cover the Thunder now for five and a half seasons. If you like what you hear, I would ask that you would subscribe to this podcast. And there's a couple of ways to do this. One, you can go to LockedOnPodcast.com, click on the subscribe button. Two, you can go to Apple iTunes and subscribe that way and if you would could you please rate us five stars we're at four and a half now i'd really like to get that other half a star but only if you think we're worth it and of course you can always listen on your smart speaker by saying hey google play the locked on thunder podcast or alexa play the locked on thunder podcast and both of them will be more than glad to oblige let's jump into it today the oklahoma city thunder get housed by the washington wizards last night and there was something good there were about three things that good that happened in this game but i'm gonna save those i'm gonna let you chew on that for a second and i'll tell you what those are a little later in the podcast but how bad was last night's loss last night's loss was so bad that otto porter himself nearly outscored the entire thunder bench Last night's loss was so bad that Russell Westbrook had a triple-double and I didn't even notice until I went down into the media room last night and were scrolling through my tweets or the things that that were on my Twitter feed and Cliff Brunt from the Associated Press tweeted out that Russell Westbrook had a triple-double. I looked at the stat sheet and was so enamored with just how the Thunder got out-rebounded last night. The terrible shooting percentage, the terrible free-throw percentage last night that I didn't even look to see if Russ was now 22 away from tying Magic Johnson which just in case you're wondering what that number is Russ is in fact 22 away from tying Magic Johnson on the all-time triple doubles list which would put him dead even with Magic at second and then eventually he'll end up passing Magic Johnson which will happen this season but we keep saying that over and over again mainly because I'd kind of like to hear Russ get into the MVP conversation but he didn't deserve it last night Paul George didn't have that great a game last night Steven Adams you can look at the box score and you can see what he did from a scoring standpoint but rebounding wise he didn't give the Thunder anything and, and as a team they just they came out flat they took an opponent lightly that was under 500 And this is a result, they forgot that it was an NBA game and got themselves smacked around. And I would caution you, though, not to overreact too much on this game because that is the type of loss that when you have it as a fan, your first thought is, wow, man, they played down to their competition. What's going to happen in the first round of the playoffs if the Thunder are a three or a two seed and they're playing a seven or an eight? Are they going to play down to those teams for a seven-game series and, and end up getting beat? Well, they could, but but I don't think that this Thunder team will. Last night was just one of those games. It's just one of those deals where, and I know people hate to hear this, but in 82 games, and Russell said it, and you'll get to hear Russell say it in a second, you're just not going to be at your best. And the Thunder weren't at their best last night, and for whatever reason, the majority of them either didn't want to play or were just having bad games and could never get on track. In fact, I waited all night long for the Thunder to get onto that 12-2 type of run to turn things around, and it just, it never happened. And Billy Donovan was asked after last night's game, is this just one of those things, and what were the factors that played into it? 
Well, I mean, I think that they can happen, but we've got to take all got to take responsibility. You know, myself, players, everybody. You know, I mean, we can sit here and come up with a lot of different things about why or how this happened. The, the reality is, the ball was thrown up at six o'clock, and we had every opportunity to do the things that we've done for a long period of time. I think this season, defensively. And, and offensively, you know, and it really doesn't make a difference, you know, what, what's happened last week in the past or how tired of flights or what time we got in because everybody deals with that. So to me, it's just its own separate competitive entity. And, and here's what we did uh, in the game. And here are the things we got to do better. Um, and here are the things that we didn't do well enough. Uh, but, you know, it just wasn't good enough, just all the way around, to be quite honest, just wasn't. And, um, you know, our guys have done a good they've, they've done a good job, you know, up to this point in time. They've, they've battled, they've fought. I thought our guys competed and played hard. I didn't think that we maybe executed as well as we needed to execute, really on both ends of the floor, to be quite honest. You know, and I, and, and I, and I look at blocking out and rebounding as execution. You know, I look at that as, 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 as execution. Um, uh, you know, even even offensively, I thought we got stagnant and, and we didn't. The ball for us, you know, I was shocked to be honest with you. I think at the half we had 14 assists. I was actually surprised by that. Um, but we just got to keep the ball moving and we got to generate good shots. I thought we got downhill. I thought we got to the basket. We weren't able to finish. You know, those things are going to happen. Uh, you know, the other the other night I think against uh, Portland we shot 89 percent from the free throw line. You know, that was great. But we've got to be a team that. Um, keeps teams off the free throw line, defensive rebounds, takes care of the basketball. Those things have got to be a priority for us. Eric, this is the last question for Coach. Yep. Bradley Beal gets 25 points, but I think he needs 27 shots. So Terrence is the primary guy. He was great tonight. What did you think about the way that Terrence was able to I mean, he really worked hard. He really, really worked hard. Um, you know, he did a great job on McCollum the other night uh, in Portland. He, he did a great job on Beal. You know, Bill got going there in the first quarter, um, but uh, Terrence did a, I mean, he did a really terrific job. And I thought Dennis, when he got in there, fought as well. But to your point, you know, if someone's going to take 27 shots to get 25 points, that's, you know, a pretty good defensive night. You know, I, I think, you know, if, if you look at it, and I think you hit on it, you know, our first shot defense wasn't bad. It was just, it was just the, the consecutive second chance opportunities that, like, after two or three offensive rebounds led to a three that kind of, you know, really broke momentum, um, you know, for us. And I, I thought the microcosm, you know, they got, we got down by 20, whatever. We, Russell got a three-point play and a drive. Jeremy made a three-point shot, you know, and then we can't grab a rebound as we're on a run, and then they, they make another, you know, score on that. But I thought Terrence, getting back to your point, did a terrific job uh, physically working um, as hard as he could on the defensive end of the floor. One of those positives was mentioned right there, and that was Terrence Ferguson's defense on Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal did light up Oklahoma City last night. But 25 points and 27 shots really isn't that good. I mean, and, and like I didn't, you might have been been looking at your app all night long to kind of follow along with the stats and and see where Russell was, etc. I was just looking at up at the scoreboard to see how many points the Bradley Beal scored, and it seemed like every time down the floor, he was putting up numbers. But when you are the only one putting up numbers, it tells me you're still not getting everybody involved that needs to be involved in the offense, or people that are involved aren't doing it. So you are kind of taking it on your shoulders to be a one-man wrecking crew, and Terrence Ferguson did a great job of making you work last night which because of the loss being who it was 
and how bad it was was hard for the Oklahoma City Thunder fans, I think myself included, to really give Terrence Ferguson the proper the proper respect that he deserved after playing a great game last night. Also last night, Billy Donovan mentioned that every NBA team goes into every game with a plan. Sometimes it's based on opponents. Sometimes it's based on you. There's a list of things that you have to do well in order to win. Sometimes you got to do them all. Sometimes it's just accomplishing two out of three or three out of four of those things and you can walk away with the win. Here's Billy Donovan giving us some insight on what the Thunder have to do every single night if they're going to win. Well, you know, it's like I said before, like I think every team that plays has got a formula of how that team has to win. And, and for us, because we have not been a great three-point shooting team and because we've been up and down at the free throw line, part of our recipe has got to be that we've got to take more shots. And part of the way you do that is by offensive rebounding, generating turnovers. So when you don't do that, um, for us, you know, that's, that's, that's like our margin for error is we have to defensive rebound at above 80% every game. If we don't, if we don't re- defensive rebound above 80% and we don't defend a three-point line well and we put teams to the free throw line, we, we, can't, we can't afford those things to happen. So, you know, generally one of those three things, we've got to fight hard every game to try to win. Defend a three, you know, rebound the basketball, and, uh, and obviously we take care of it and, um, you know, not foul and put teams to the free throw line. No shooters on this team, not very good from three-point land, but the Thunder still seem to make up for that by playing really good defense night in, night out, and usually rebounding. And as Billy said, they the Thunder usually do everything that Billy Donovan mentioned. They do it usually pretty darn good every single night that they walk out onto the floor Last night was just the night that they didn't do it, and because they didn't do what they were supposed to do, the Thunder not only find themselves on the losing end, but it was such an embarrassing loss last night that everybody was ready to get out of the locker room. You didn't even have to wait on Russell Westbrook, and it did bring up that conversation in the locker room I had with a with a Thunder spokesperson, which is, you'd rather lose this way then lose that game where you're up eight and it all comes crashing down in the final two minutes or you lose on a last-second shot because you lose like this. Even to a, a downtrodden team like the Wizards, you can just say, hey, we didn't have it tonight, and then you can come back and play the next night. As a matter of fact, you're probably ready to go a little bit more mentally when that next game rolls around, which for the Thunder is tomorrow night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, and and I can totally see that. I I think it's easier to accept defeat this way than it is you lose by one or two points because that way you're not playing it over and over in your head thinking about things you could have done differently. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, Scott Brooks will tell us when he knew Stephen Adams was going to be a special player. It's all right here on LOT. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We have another episode of Locked On Sooners available for you via the Locked On Podcast Network. Just go to your smart speaker and say, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners Podcast or Alexa, play Locked On Sooners Podcast and, hey, they'll be more than glad to do that for you. You can also subscribe by going to LockedOnPodcast.com, click the subscribe button, or there's Apple, iTunes, there's Stitcher, and there's Spotify, Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder. Both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. One strange thing about last night's game. I did not notice this until Randy Renner had kind of pointed it out to me. I tell you, I was distracted last night. Really distracted at last night's game. Maybe it was the NFC playoffs. Maybe there were other things going on. I'm not 100% certain. But Randy Renner pointed out that when Scott Brooks was introduced, he got a bigger ovation than any time Billy Donovan's ever been introduced as the Thunder head coach, which I find interesting because the entire time Scott Brooks was with the Thunder, there were a lot of people that wanted Scott Brooks gone. They never appreciated what he accomplished as the Thunder head coach. And because he didn't win a championship, I mean, damn Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Serge Ibaka all getting hurt his last three years with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He didn't have a ring. Um, the dude also didn't trade James Harden as well. Now that Billy Donovan is here, people tend to appreciate Scott Brooks more, and I'm almost afraid that it's going to take Billy Donovan leaving in order for people to appreciate him more. And, And I don't know. I truly, as far as Thunder fans being happy, the only type of coach that would make Thunder fans happy, make them feel like a quote unquote real NBA franchise, for lack of a better term, would be to have that name coach, whether it's Mark Jackson or some of these names you hear thrown around either on NBA radio or The Jump or places like that. I think it's the only way Thunder fans truly accept whoever the coach is. However, the two guys you've had, be it Brooks and Donovan, have been pretty good. Okay, three if you count P.J. Carlissimo. I really don't because he wasn't here in Oklahoma City very long. And uh, ended up getting himself fired, um, not even midway through the first season. So, I digress. One of the good things that did happen while Scott Brooks was here, one of the many good things was the drafting of Steven Adams. And, of course, we'll give credit to Sam Presti. And Scott Brooks was asked last night, when did he know that Steven Adams was going to be that kind of player? And this is Scott Brooks also talking about the challenge that lied ahead for Thomas Bryant not only playing against Steven Adams, but playing against some of the other top centers in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's a great experience for him. He wasn't, um, you know, going into the season, he didn't think he would be a starter playing against uh, Whiteside, Adams, NBA back-to-back. And 
Uh, but he is, and, he, and you learn you learn as much as you can on film. You learn as much as you can from your, your teammates and your coaches, but you learn a lot from playing against them. And he's learned a lot last game. If you get uh, caught underneath the basket, it uh, usually doesn't work in your favor, and he's going to have to do the same thing tonight, make sure that he, uh, if Adams does catch it, he catches it outside the key. Because once he gets in, once he gets in the paint, it's, he's hard to stop. Not only for a TB, but any any big in this league. Back on Adams, when did you first know you had a pretty special thing on your hands? Was it in the, was it the playoffs? Either Memphis, the way he held his own, or those forty minutes against the Clippers? Or when did you know you guys had the right guy? And well, he was going to be something special. I think we. I mean, it's easy to say it now, but I think when Sam drafted him and had him in the pre-draft camp, we knew that he had a lot of talent. He had great hands. And, and, and did a lot of special things and not knowing really how to play. He didn't play a lot of basketball. Uh, so we knew we had a, a definitely a, a talented player. Uh, and then you just saw every day his work ethic. If you have that talent and you work as hard as he works with Coach Bryant, uh, you're going to get better. And they, their staff have done a great job with him. And obviously in that Memphis series, and when he gets hit, and he didn't even realize he got hit until the next morning when he couldn't chew his... Um, his waffles, and he realized that hey, something happened the last game. And then we looked back, and yeah, he got hit, and uh, he got suspended, and we won the series. And that's Stephen Adams. <laughs> doesn't realize he got hit, or he doesn't realize he hits either. <laughs> Bryant certainly a model of efficiency last night for the Washington Wizards, and Stephen Adams. I don't think there's any doubt. I think if you ask most people about Steven Adams, they're going to say that he is the toughest guy in the association at this moment. I can't think of anyone tougher than him. I really can't. I mean, is there anybody you would want on your side in a fight in the NBA more than Steven Adams? Yeah, not really. Not, not, no, not at all. That's why the guy needs to be voted into the All-Star game. Yes, I'm saying it. Steven Adams needs to be voted into the All-Star game because he's a good fighter. Also, uh, prior to the game last night, um, Billy Donovan was asked about Alex Sabrina's status and when he might be back with the Thunder, and Billy Donovan said this. Billy, is everyone going to be available Except Alex. Can you shed any more light on per- person, Personal reasons. Do you anticipate a time where you guys are going to I don't have any timetable on it. Mm-hmm. Thunder just aren't going to tell us. Uh, There will be a time when we'll finally hear what's going on with Alex Sabrinas, whether it comes from the Thunder or Alex Sabrinas himself. We'll know, and we will hear. And at that point, you can make your judgments about whether or not Alex Sabrinas should have left the Thunder, should not have left the Thunder. At this point, I I am reserving judgment. And, And I have to think that the Oklahoma City Thunder, if it was anything too severe would have figured out a way to make sure that Alex Sabrinas doesn't come back. But I can just tell by the way that the Thunder go about this, he's more than welcome back in Oklahoma City as soon as he gets whatever worked out. Whatever he needs to get worked out gets worked out. So wish nothing but the best for Alex Sabrinas and whatever that is. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We'll wrap things up by listening to a little Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I say that like I say that like Russ... It's like Prince or something. We're going to give you a little Russell Westbrook. No, we'll hear what Russell Westbrook had to say after last night's game. And I'll tell you why there's something he did. That triple-double that he did last night was still important to the Thunder, even if it didn't really figure in to the Thunder's win. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We have so many different podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network that they're all worth checking out. The easiest place to get access to any of our podcasts is LockedOnPodcast.com or just go to your smart speaker, be it Google or Alexa, and say, hey, Google, play LockedOnBears.com or Alexa, play LockedOnEagles.com. And there are those two podcasts. I'm sure Locked On Bears is very entertaining today. I've not had an opportunity to listen to it but I can imagine that there are going to be some uh, bring Robbie Goldback takes. Um, <laughs> probably uh, probably Cody Parkey. I can imagine that, that he's getting ripped on that podcast. I don't know. Maybe the guys like him. Maybe they're giving him the benefit of the doubt. But like you, I'll have to find out by saying, Alexa, play LockedOnBears.com, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Despite the loss last night, Russell Westbrook won, had a triple-double, which was very important because when you look at the numbers of the triple-double, Russell Westbrook, I want to say, had like 15 rebounds last night. I may be a little bit off on that number as, as I pull it off on the top of my head, but the reason I say that that's important is because he was one of the only people rebounding last night. That's why that triple-double was important because Russell Westbrook not only sh- Russell Westbrook has not only shown over the last few games that, one, he can still take over when this team needs him to take over, but when there's a particular aspect of the game that needs to be be better than what it is on the floor, Russell Westbrook can help you out with that, rebounding being one of those. And after last night's game, despite the loss and despite the triple-double, despite everything that was going on, which I'm just completely overusing that word, Russell was pretty much in a good mood. Um, they offensive the rebound well. Our rebound is turn the ball over, turn the ball over too much. That's how we, uh, that's kind of the story of the game. Um, but you know, we have nice like this sometimes. Uh, not to put our head down on one bit. Um, we know we can't both doing. This game is over. We're on to the next. Yeah, how much was offensive rebounding a part of it? You said it. Um, the fact that they got up so many extra shots too because of that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you answered the question already. So. Russ, you guys had an emotional win in Portland. Can that be a part of it as well? Uh, no, nah, not really. I mean, like I said, um, it'd be nice where as a team you may not have it. Um, you know, offensively, time would be a little bit off, but I know um, we got right intentions. That's all that matters. And uh, we got positive locker room. And I'm optimistic about uh, what the future holds for this team. So it's all good. How much are those off nights part of the grind of the season? 82 games. You think you're going to play good every night? You got nothing coming. Russ, you turned teams over at a high level this season. They only turned it over nine times tonight. Did you notice anything uh, about that? Was Were they just taking care of it really well, or did you guys maybe not play quite as well? Oh, we can't force anybody to, to turn the ball over. They, they took care of the basketball. Simple as that. 
Russ, in a, in a big picture sense, you guys have defined your identity so well over the course of the season. Is it maybe stand out more a night like this when you don't have it because of that? No. Uh, internally, we're fine. Uh, like I said, this game is passes. If y'all want to talk about something else, more than likely let's do it. But this game is behind us. Uh, we're good. We're going to move to the next game ready for Tuesday can give that kind of performance in a win on Tuesday night against the Minnesota Timberwolves and that game becomes interesting because Tibbs got fired last night during the Thunder game and is now being replaced by a 32-year-old interim head coach and where the T-Wolves go from here somebody mentioned Fred Hoiberg I would think probably not just because what are you going to are you going to take both the guys that, that, that the Chicago Bulls fired, you're going you to take both of them now to see if they can make your organization better. T-Wolves are in a very interesting situation and very close to being a, an extremely underachieving organization. They've got way too much talent to be as poor as they are right now. And like I've always said about Tibbs, his style will eventually wear on players. I also think that if you're the Timberwolves right now, you've got to look for somebody that these guys can get excited about, and good luck with that. We'll talk more about that coming up tomorrow. Plus, we'll hear more from Billy Donovan, and uh, we'll even hear from Paul George as the Thunder get ready to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. And until tomorrow, we wish you nothing but the best. Be excellent to each other. Do that in 2019. Everybody just be excellent to each other. And everybody love everyone. And of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.